I was looking for you because I, I could hear everyone around me talking on here, but she she switched it over to where now we can't hear anything. everybody. How is everybody on this beautiful Wednesday evening? Amen. Isn't it great to be in the house of the Lord together tonight? Amen. Well, we're gonna have a great time. Who was with us on Sunday? Wasn't that an awesome Christmas celebration? Praise God. It was great to give gifts to all the kids. And didn't they do a great job with the Christmas play and everything else? It was absolutely uh, just a beautiful, beautiful service. Amen. Well, we're going to go ahead and get things started tonight uh, by speaking some words of faith over the United States. So let's go ahead and stand up together this evening. And we will speak these words of faith together. And we want to always remember that we do this by faith. It's not just some tradition or, or habit that we have, but this is our lives. We do everything by faith. So let's say this together. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name and in unity. We confess that Jesus Christ is Lord over the United States of America. We declare that righteousness, mercy, justice, and judgment from you shall prevail. We declare that America will complete her God-given mission to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world. We push back the darkness of Satan from this nation and call for the light of Jesus Christ to invade the media and every home, church, and school, and every town, city, and state of this great nation, the United States of America, in Jesus' name, amen. All right, give the Lord some praise tonight, and you may be seated. Okay, we're going to get into some announcements here. So, uh, listen up to me. Uh, notice that the carpet looks a wee bit better than it did after the dinner on Sunday. Anybody notice that? That was fun. So, uh, new rule. Uh, we just paid a bunch of money this week to get the whole place uh, shampooed and steam cleaned because it really needed it. It's been a while. So, no more food or drink in the sanctuary. It's got to be in the coffee bar, please, okay? And 
uh, and you know, unless it's water, but I know it's we've been we've been very loose. I don't know any other church that's quite so loose as us on these things, but uh, so tonight's the first night of that. But if we could please, uh, going forward, uh, we'll start keeping food and drink in the coffee bar area, and we'll uh, we'll keep these carpets nice and clean because uh, there's uh, you know, hey, we don't want to have to do that again. Amen. So are are you with me on that? Do you, do you feel me? Do you feel the love on that? All right. Very good. And so if the ushers lovingly say, hey, that's supposed to be in the coffee bar, uh, you know, don't get mad. Pastor Dave sent them and they love you. And and so just just give them some love on that. OK, very good. All right. A few other announcements here. We have uh, the HDW t-shirts, of course, are in, in the bookstore, and uh, we've been getting, a lot of people have been picking those up. They're $15, so make sure you get them while we've got them, because uh, we only have a limited supply in the different sizes and stuff like that. And speaking of that, the bookstore is having a 20% off sale of everything in there for the month of December, 20% of everything, and we've only got a few days left till Christmas, so if you've been looking at a, a, a Bible or, uh, you know, one of the uh, books back there or something, uh, this is the best chance to get those. Okay, and then this Sunday is Christmas Eve. Who loves Christmas Eve? I love Christmas Eve. It's my probably my favorite day of the whole year. And uh, we do have our 10 a.m. service that day. And I know some people are like, well, would you, I mean, you're going to go to church on Christmas? I'm like, if there's any day that I'm going to go to church, it's on Christmas or Easter. Literally, those are the two biggest days that I would go to church. And so I encourage you, if you're not traveling out of town or something, uh, it would be very, very smart to go to church on Jesus' birthday. Why would you, you know, it's, if it was someone's birthday, why would you skip the thing that's all about them? And so we will be having service Sunday morning. It'll probably be, you know, not super long, but uh, it's going to be a great service. And then Sunday night is the Christmas Eve candlelight service, all right? So Six o'clock, and it's absolutely one of our most favorite events of the year. It's a brief service, maybe about a half an hour long or so, and we're just going to get together, sing some Christmas songs, and uh, of course we'll light our candles at the end there, and then we'll bid everybody to all a good night, amen? Then we'll say get out, because we're going to go home and watch It's a Wonderful Life, amen? You're going to do that, right? That's You have to. Okay, very good. Best movie of all time. All right. And then New Year's Eve would be seven days after that, which would also be a Sunday. And so let's do it again. We'll have Sunday morning service and then uh, a six o'clock service that night. And we will close it out with communion. And uh, it's a very, very powerful thing to close out one year with communion and open up the new year with it. And so I encourage you to be here that day and that night. And uh, let's close out the year the right way by giving God the glory and honor that he is due. And we'll open up the new year the exact same way. Amen. And if you want to stay up, you know, till midnight, you do that. I, you're not going to do it with me. I'll be in bed. But if you want to do that, you just go right ahead and, uh, and do that. And then this is a few weeks out still, but looking into the new year, uh, FPU, Financial Peace University, is going to uh, be starting on January 21st, Sunday, January 21st at 530. So we're just kind of getting the word out there. We don't have a sign-up sheet or anything yet, but that's a few weeks out, uh, January 21st. And we do have a membership class coming up in January. Um, and so we'll get that date out there here really soon as well. You know, we got a ton of people that want to go through membership class. So. 
uh, be, be on the lookout for that information and we'll get it out to you. Amen. All right. Well, that is the announcements for tonight. So I'm going to have Mrs. Pastor come up and do our, uh, okay, dad, you're going to do it. Our Wednesday evening tithes and offerings. Amen. Mom, I texted you a couple hours ago. You said you would do it. Okay. <laughs> she looked at me like, what? I'm like, we covered this in a text message. All right. Praise God. Pastor Josh is off tonight, so I'm going to be playing some guitar also. So it's one of those nights where you do a little bit of everything. Amen? All right. Glory to God. How many are blessed? And we're going to keep on confessing that blessing, aren't we? Amen. Let's look at Malachi chapter 3. I've looked at this several times lately for us, but I want to stir your faith. I want to stir you. Uh, I know years ago I heard, heard a preacher talking about offerings and tithes and all those kind of things in church, and he said, don't just be bucket plunkers. You know what a bucket plunker is? You just plunk it in and just think, man, there it is. It's gone. But that's not the way it works. Malachi chapter 3, I want to look at verse 10 and 11. And I want to remind you what God says here every day, every day, every day. I live off my faith in my tither's rights for everything I do. Anyway, just, just the, there's so many verses we can read it, but verse 10 says, bring you some of the tithes into the storehouse, or you can give them to the poor, or if you got hurting relatives, God understands. You know, I've heard, those, I've heard those things before about people thinking that that was okay with God. Well, the Bible's okay with God. And he says tithes and offering. You give an offering to the poor. Give offering to hurting relatives or help people like that. God wants you to bless people, but God wants you to be able to tap into his blessing plan. Bring you all the tithes to the storehouse that there may be meat or spiritual food in my house. And here's right here is what I've been majoring on the last few times I've taken up the offering. God said, prove me now. Prove me now. And I, I'm pretty much convinced that believers that use their faith for tithing never use their faith for believing God to prove him to do things for you. Amen. He said, bring you all the tithes to the storehouse. And then in the same verse, he says, prove me. And so, so many Christians are bucket plumpers. They don't think about it. They think tithing is just a duty. It's just up the right thing to do. But tithing is more for your benefit than God's. God has not been attacked in his finances in heaven. His family's not been attacked. He's not getting laid off. His car's not breaking down. He doesn't need money for Christmas gifts for a bunch of kids. God's doing okay in heaven. We're on earth. Satan tried to raise his head in heaven to take over heaven. God kicked him out. He tried in the Garden of Eden, and God kicked him out again. And so for a short time, he's on earth, but he's harassing us. But God made a way for us to overcome the enemy. Amen? And his attacks. But how many know that faith pleases God? And so God said, not only bring the tithe in, but he said, prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts. And in Hebrew, that Lord of hosts means Lord of battles. Lord of battles. God wants to fight your battles for you. He does a lot of things for so many Christians just out of mercy because he loves us. 
So you step up a level of your faith, start obeying the Bible. Number one, be a tither. And number two, claim your tither's rights. He says, prove me, saith the Lord, while I'm opening the windows of heaven. And that's not a one-time thing God does. Once you get in the tithing flow, you're living under the open windows of heaven. That means there's anointing on everything you do. There's anointing in your life when that river's, when that's open. And I think about a river, because back where I grew up at, back in Indiana, we had a big river called White River, went right down to the middle of Indiana. And sometimes, sometimes when I was younger, we'd put inner tubes in there, or be in a boat or whatever, and the main thing is, if you get in the current, all you had to do was steer it. The current carried you. You just floated and floated and floated. That's what it is, the tither's rights. When you get in that flow with the open windows of heaven, all you have to do is just steer your life in faith and let God do the work. The current carries you. The anointing will carry you. Does that help anybody seeing that? And so prove me now here we say at the Lord of hosts. It says that uh, this blessing drawn, you know, I'm going to receive it, and I will rebuke the devour for your sakes. And he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground. Well, the fruits of my ground mainly is my paycheck. That's my fruit. Your paycheck's your fruit. Your income's your fruit, however you get your income. And so if your job's attacked, then your fruit's going to dry up. Unless you prove God. My fruit are my family, my grandchildren. If they're attacked, my family's hurting. God said, prove me. Prove me. Say, if I not rebuke the devourer for your sake, and he says, neither shall your vine cast her fruit for the time of the field, saith the Lord of battles. And so I just want to just keep on challenging you that if your family gets attacked, your job gets attacked, your stuff gets attacked, your appliances, cars, job, whatever it is, one of the first things I always do is I look up to heaven. I say, Father, I'm a tither, and you know it. And Lord, I'm proving you now. You told me to prove you. I'm proving you now, Lord, you're going to rebuke the devourer in this. No matter how impossible it looks, no matter how hopeless it is, Lord, you said for tithers, we can prove you. And so I'm just challenging you, challenging you, challenging you, just as surely as you lay hands on the sick, you see sick, see an attack on anything in your life, you say, Lord, I'm proving you. But just always know this, God knows a con job too. If you're not really a tither, and you like to talk about it, and if something else more important comes up, you don't do it, then you're not really a tither. So you can't con him. But if that's your lifestyle, that you're consistent tither, that God himself said, prove me, I'm the Lord of battles, and I got your back. Amen, amen, amen. Good time to clap. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right, let's stand up, make our financial faith confession. As we bring the Lord's tithe and give offerings today, we believe we receive <clears throat> jobs or better jobs, promotions, raising bonuses, benefits, sales and commissions, growth in business, settlements, estates and inheritances, interest and income, rebates and returns, checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, finding money, bills paid off, debts paid off, royalties received, blessings and increase. Thank you, Lord, for meeting all my financial needs so I have more than enough to take good care of my family, give gently in the kingdom of God, promote the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. <laughs>
shall pass in Jesus' name. 
Father, I want to thank you for breakthrough, for everyone watching, for everyone in the service tonight, Lord, as we, as we receive Holy Communion in a minute. I want to thank you, Father, that you've ordained this to be a time of breakthrough. And just like that song we're singing, Lord, we're going to see the victory. I thank you, Lord. You've already seen it, and we just got to grab it. I believe during communion tonight, Lord, there's going to be some people reach out by faith and grab that breakthrough and that victory you've got for them today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. You can be seated or stay standing if you want to. We're going to take communion in just a minute, but uh, up to you. Hallelujah. I'm going to look at 1 Corinthians 11 before we do, because faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. So no matter how many times we've heard it, it says faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. It surprised me. I'm in, I'm in a season of my own devotion time. I uh, fellowship the Lord. I'm starting to see things pop off the Word again that I've read for years. I'm starting to see fresh things and new things because God's God. We're down here on earth. He knows everything about everything. And if we'll just stay hungry, continue to feed the Word of God, He'll keep on talking to us. And I like that. 1 Corinthians 11. And as we sing that song there, I was thinking about communion. That is a bit, this is a victory time. It's a special time. I'm going to look at verse uh, 28 through 31. And this is God's instructions for believers for communion. And I'm just amazed as I look back over my Christian life at different types of denominations I've visited and churches I've been to, how many people do a lot of things like receive Holy Communion that's just something they do. They receive tithes and offerings, just something they do. They don't know why, and they apologize for it sometimes. They oh, we don't want to, but we have to. No, we don't have to. Anything we do, we're supposed to do by faith because we want to please God, and we know he wants us to. And so for communion, we know it starts off by saying, do this in remembrance of me. We're supposed to remember Jesus hung on the cross. He died for our sins. And he went to heaven. We're supposed to remember that Jesus took stripes on his back. It wasn't just something that happened. We've taught this cover to cover of the Bible. He took those stripes on his back so we can say, by his stripes I was healed. And so as we receive communion, we need to do like we do everything else, do it by faith. So I want to look at this here, uh, verse 28 through 31. But then after that, you get the elements. And we'll spend just a short time because it's Wednesday night and we're moving on. But uh, we'll do it by faith. It says, let a man examine himself. Examine himself. Too many people want to examine everybody else. The Bible never said you examine, judge, and criticize everybody else. It says you examine yourself and then eat of that bread and drink of that cup. And so the first instructions for communion is before you take it, you're supposed to get quiet and listen to the Holy Spirit in your heart. It says, For he, he that eateth and drinketh unworthily or in unworthy manner, eateth and drinketh damnation or judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. And I want to say this again about the Lord's body. Over and over again, I'm going to teach this and teach this and teach this. To discern means to see. And Jesus had a physical body. Only one physical body he had. The body of Christ at one time was Jesus of Nazareth. Christ lived in that physical body. 
dead. When that physical body died, raised from the dead, that physical body's in heaven now. It's a glorified body. But while on earth, that physical body took stripes, 39 stripes. And you've got to see that. He says, not discerning the Lord's body, you've got to see that Jesus took those stripes so you could be healed. It doesn't make any difference. It's something little that really doesn't matter. It's just going to hurt you for a while. Or whether it's something terminal or very bad, either way, little or big, he took those stripes.